And welcome to The Happening Pod, and it is, let's get it straight, week five Cinco. of Mississippi High School Activities Association football preview show. In month 47 <laughs> of 2020. <laughs> but we made it to October. Captain's log. <laughs> Stargate. <laughs> um... Yeah, we're in week seven of the of the high school football season because of MAIS started it on time, and week five of MHSAA. That's right, so, and, and it's October the first. Fall is, is amongst us. It is. It is fall outside, and I had I had strange brew earlier. Oof. So I had I'd, maroon and white, and they had a special homemade like fall pop tarts. It was like a chocolate cream cheese frosting with like chocolate and pumpkin and vanilla cream cheese inside oh my lord mm, brian man. oh like i just i, I wanted a coffee because i kickball tonight because i was like i, I gotta kind of get wired up a little bit because i'll fall asleep before kickball and i was like i'm gonna go by and see what they got sweet i said what y'all got sweet and then she started describing i said stop right there i'll have that <laughs> thank you I, well, you know, we have all these coffee places in town um, that are wonderful local kind of joints. Yes. So, but I never venture to Starbucks. I just don't. I, no, dude, I, I don't. The last three different coffee <sighs> coffees I've got from different places, I've been to Tupelo River. Yeah. Strange Brew and Sippy Sippin. How was it's that? On the corner of uh, Lawndale and Maine. Yeah. It's not bad, man. Uh-huh. I mean, I just, I was on my way to work and I had ran out. Like I usually get a cup and I got I got Sam's like like cups with the top so I can get another cup at work. Uh, but I was out of. What do you call them? Grounds? <laughs> like yeah. the, the stuff, the brown powder stuff that you make the coffee with. And I was like, oh my God, I got to stop. And I know the gas stations are always full. I was like, well, there's a new coffee shop. I'll stop there. It's pretty solid. But, you know, I've seen it on the corner there, and I think it won some kind of local contest. Like Daily Journal or like something? Like the entrepreneur contest. That oh, like, yeah. That like Mavis and them kind of do. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I kinda, if I would have to rank them, I would say uh, the best coffee in town, like the best ice latte, Tupelo River coffee. The, their money. They're the best specialty drinks in town. Strange Brew. For sure. The best, uh, like, baked goods in town. I would also probably have to say Strange Brew, yeah. uh, you know, just because they have more variety. Oh, they do. River. Um, but low-key, the best service you could get, and I hate, and both of those are impeccable. Yeah, Both of those absolutely. are impeccable service. But the best service you can probably get in the area, back when I used to get coffee from a place, Cafe Two Twelve. Oh, dude. Jason Hayden when, and, and and Amanda when they would have to, when they would go back there and make you a drink. They were just the friendliest, jolliest folks. And he, he is, and all those folks are great at Tupelo River and the Strange yes. Brew folks. They're good. I don't know them personally, but man, I miss being able to go to Cafe Two Twelve and getting a coffee. Dude, it was legit. Awesome. Their chicken salad is the Alabama football of chicken salads. It is. It is. It is the best I have ever had. It's good stuff. We're going to talk about food all night. Yeah, let's, let's we move don't along. Hop into uh, let's move along. <laughs> but, you know, real, real quick, uh, I just want to, we want you know, we, we it is the What's Happening Pod. Yes. It's the preview special uh, that we do every week for uh, high school football. Well, we do every week now that we know what's going on with high school football. Uh, it takes, like I said, it takes me about three <laughs> or four weeks to get going. Um, but the debate was going on, and McKinley and I, we don't, we don't really talk politics uh, on the air. We talk them off a little bit. Um, just a little. Just a, just a little, not much. Because um, when we were children, our parents told us, you don't, have to let everybody know your side. This is exactly And all of right. us think that social media thinks we should let everybody know what we think. Sure. Man, a lot of us would like each other a lot more if we just shut our mouth. I'd like my sibling, John, Dude, Madison Corey. I'm not trying more. to go off of the different foxhole here. Them, but but uh, I watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix last night. Yeah. It will make you want to throw your phone what, in a creek. What bothers me is I agree with my brother John on a lot of things he puts out yeah, there. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, but he's just, he's, he's, he's so. Uh, it's a why thing. He's, why, man? And he's so good at arguing. Yeah. And, and debating that he just shreds people. And I'm just like, John, that's, that's your cousin. Like, yeah. That's, that's, that, was my, that was your teachers. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So anyway, my one question is, um, neither one of those guys really had a stellar debate. Um, my question to you is, what do you look for in a leader? You know, what, what, what coaches did you played for? inspired you what teammates that you played for were good leaders and were good examples not necessarily who were who were they but what were they you know what i mean like what made you follow them and what made you want to be a leader in their example that's a good question um well i just there's always a a, i guess just my core four i would say my core four would be like and like i got told a long time ago if you're going to be a coach do things your way, and you sometimes don't know what that means, but it may mean take things that you like from every coach that you had and things that you dislike and don't do them. Take things you like and do do them. So 
my core four of coaches that were just I, I thought were just exemplary leaders. My first one was Malcolm Wesson, Jared yeah. Wesson's father. Sure. Uh, he coached us in, I guess, 12 and under baseball. We played for the Tupelo Diamondbacks, which was formerly Tupelo West, the revered Tupelo West all-star team. But uh, he was just very stern, strict, and was about his business. And at the time, a lot of us, and maybe even our parents, didn't understand why he was so tough. He was an actual coach, too, right? But he, yes. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's got some rings. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, and like he's, he's, matter of fact, he's still got some records for rebounding as a player at Mississippi State. Yeah. He just, uh, he, I mean, this was, it was his livelihood, and he also coached you guys yes. because in that same vein. Yes. And, and he was tough on us, but man, at the time, I, I would just, there would be times I get so upset, but I look back on it and it was like, man, I'm so glad he did that. Nothing was easy, nothing was given, and we played to win, you know, and it was fair. It was very fair. Um, the other two, I guess, Larry Harmon for sure. Great just, man. Just, just, just as good a man as you'll find. A, a good coach, a better man. He's like the definition of when people say that. He is a really good coach, but he's an even better man. Uh, and then Mark Enos, his competitive drive. Like, I know you say you inherit a lot from your parents. Is Like, I had to learn a lot of competitiveness. competitiveness and Mark Enos taught me a lot of that. And he was, I mean, just – Knowledge of the game and being able to just just be transparent and tell you if you were screwing up and telling you if you were doing good. He was just so good at that. He was he's one of the best coaches I've ever been around. And then, obviously, Kirk Presley, just phenomenal man. I, I learned most of everything I know how to do as a baseball coach from Kirk, and it's helped me in tremendous ways. And when people pat me on the back when we do good, my first thought is, man, I'm just doing it the way Kirk did it, trying to do it the way Kirk did it. And you know it. it you know, and then I guess like players, like just most of them are buddies, like still friends, like Will Klein, Jared Coon, Jared Wesson, like John John, like just the way guys carry themselves, man. I love that. And then I love even like turning and like seeing over players that you coached. But as far as like the actual question itself, yeah, the quality. I think qualities, fairness, and transparency, man. Which you know, we're, we're this is stemming from the debate question. I think those are the two things that are lost: fairness and transparency. Like, I mean. You can't – I just can't think that everything we're always told is the 100% truth, regardless whose mouth it comes out of, man. And that's what I – I hate it. I do, man. And, and, like, I think we live in a day and age where every decision you have to make that's important is the lesser of two evils. Right. You know? And I hate that we have to choose between the lesser and, and so of two evils. So it's evil. like I'd rather just not choose. I don't want either. I don't want nothing. Well, you just, you just described kind of – I need to throw Bill Russell in there, too. For sure. I have to because, I mean, just sitting here and watching him prepare, man, just uh, as far as leadership, just anyway, so I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. Uh, I was just going to speak like, um, you know, the, there, they always say there are two types of coaches now. You know what I mean? They say that you are, I mean, not, not two types of coaches, but in this vein around there are transformational and transactional. Yeah. You know, transactional are coaches that use players to get wins and glorification and transformation are, are, you know, coaches who try to mold the person, yeah. you know, make it whatever. And I th- I feel like uh, coaching, teaching friendships and politics and loyalty are, are, have, have a lot to do with yep. being transformational, not transactional, and the loyalty to the person. You know what I mean? Um, man, s- some of my closest professional relationships are with coaches sure. and administrators who used to be coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, when I try to think of the people that I dealt with, of course, my dad, uh, of he's course. my favorite coach, but man, my, my dad wasn't the greatest X's and O's guys, O's guy. And he didn't really make, he didn't really run the program. Like you probably should run a program, you know what I mean? In hindsight, but man, he was just such a good dude. And he taught us all just how to be guys, you know what I mean, and, like, be respectful and open doors for women and pump gas and yeah. say yes, sir, and no, sir, and you look people in the eye. And, like, those are the things that I remember. Like, you know, my dad would always say, like, if you're going to talk back to me, I'm going to show you who's in charge. You know what I mean? And I feel like the world has kind of lost that edge. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Like that kind of – there are people who are in charge, and we should defer to them. Not everybody, Not everybody has an equal say. Right. And I hate to say that because, I mean – we all have the right to voice our opinion, but some people's weight voice carries more weight than the other because sure. of the character that they possess. Yeah. And when I watched that debate the other night, neither one of their words carried a lot of weight with me. When Norris Ashley spoke, I listened. 
When when you speak, Mac, I listen. When Chris Vandiver speaks, I listen. When Mike Gregory speaks, I listen. Yeah. When Bill Russell speaks, I listen. Um, when Raymond Jordan at the station speaks, I listen. Yeah. But when Gore speaks, I listen. But like, but those guys the other night, man, it, it just it was the worst. You know, I I was telling some students, not in my not my students in self contained special ed, but there's Coach Patty Norwood lets her girls PE class come and help our class in the same gym. And we're just kind of sitting around while they're playing after they learn how to play the other day. And it was, it was a handful of girls, and they're loud, and they're talking over each other. And I tried to teach them a quality that somebody taught me a long time ago. If two people are talking over the – if two people were talking at the same time, nobody's listening. And it's like, man, I hope that sticks because that's so true, man. Like, like I talk, and if you talk over me, I have to talk louder, and then you have to talk louder, and then nobody hears anything anybody says. Yeah. And I felt like that's what we saw the other that's night. That's exactly what we saw. And uh, here's the, the – the, in the all honesty, you know, they try to say, who won the debate? Nobody. We all lost. No, that's just right. being real. Uh, but like I said, we're never going to speak sides and everything. But I was just thinking, you know, we watch all these high school coaches coach every week, and they have to play the hand they're dealt. A lot of them have to coach the, the kids that are in their district, the ones that ride the that's yellow right. bus to school. That's right. And uh, we, we don't tout those guys enough. But we're going to tout them today like we're doing Friday night. Uh, we're going to start with some high school football picks. You ready for this? I'm so ready. All right, we're going to start with our big three games right big here. Three. We're gonna big three. Talk about them for a minute, then move on to the quick picks. Uh, Amory at Kasuth. Interesting matchup. Interesting matchup. Because contrast of styles. Very much so. We know Kasuth is going to get the ball, and they're going to get it on the ground, and they're going to go. They're going to go, and they're going to go in between the tackles, outside the tackles. They're going to play rough and tough. Gritty. Tough. That right. that is the Brian Kelly way. They are always a tough physical football team, and Amory, as you know, we've said it for four years now. They've got themselves a quarterback, man, Hunter Jones, and he's got weapons all around him. I need to applaud Alan Glenn for putting New Albany on the schedule because you had to know that he thought they're going to be good. This is going to test us, and they gave them their first loss last week. Uh, or maybe two weeks ago. I don't remember when they played, but but it, it gave I think them it was their, last week. I think it was last week. Yeah, they they gave them their first loss. Uh, but I think there's a strong chance Amory reels off a lot in a row. In a row, and 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 could potentially make some serious serious noise. This is the first district game for them. Yes, it's, it's, this is a district game, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Kasuth is just always in the mix. You know, like they're just. You never. It never seems like in that division we're going to say, all right, it's Kasuth to lose. But we always think. You got to beat Kasuth. You know, I mean, you 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 can't. We don't say you can't lose to Kasuth, but we say you better not lose to Kasuth because if they get rolling, I mean, I know they got handled pretty, you know, well by by Corinth the other night, but that's Corinth, and they still scored twenty seven points, and apparently it was a pretty tight game through three quarters. So, I expect this to be a good ball game, and I think style is going to win out. In which I, I mean, I I would, I got to lean to Amory. Right. Just because I think they've got a little bit more firepower, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a 35-31 game late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, yeah. and then Amory pulls away. I think Amory has a few more, a few more pieces at the skilled spots. Yeah, uh, quarterback play is a big deal, like you said, style sure. play, and, and that's not a knock on Brock Sego because no. he runs Kasu's offense to a team. Absolutely, but it's like you said, it's just a different style, a little bit more balanced. Yeah, at Amory, uh, got a few more guys that they can spread it out with. And, and the biggest thing is Hunter Jones can use his feet. Improvisationally, yeah, and you know the thing that I I, I I like to think that Amory might be pretty good at is uh, special teams returns. For sure, they have so many athletes they, they can put back, back there. there. They got some guys back there, um, and I can see the game changing on a kickoff. Yep, for sure, or a punt early, early, yeah. So you know that momentum shift. Uh, if you can quiet the home crowd, which there's just not as many folks at games, yeah. you know, even. But we did. This is an important note. Yesterday. It made the Tate Reeves yeah. approved of fifty percent now instead of twenty five capacity. So also got I'm, I'm happy to hear that for our smaller schools in our area because yeah. more folks are going to get to come to game. Schools get more revenue. So and he also got rid of the mask mandate. So uh, if anybody would like to buy masks, uh, I am Brian Baldwin and I run the manufacturing facility. <laughs> we have got the so many masks. I've got masks for you and your your yarn. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. But uh, but yeah, so I, I like Amory in that one as well. Um, I like them to. I like it to be played in the in the mid mid upper thirties. You know, I really do. Um. It's going to be a good game, though, and um, to touch on what you said about Kasuth, in the past decade or so, since the late 90s, I would say, they have, I'm speaking totally out of turn here, but I feel like when I'm going through my brain here, they're perennially, perennially that second or third place team in that district. Every year. You know what I mean? And They're, they're always one game. If, if Kasuth's ever going to like make some noise, if they can find a way to beat Amory tomorrow night, 
Yeah. I mean, they, they, they're in the driver's because seat. Because the last thing you want to do is be a four seed or a three seed yes. and have to come Kai for a playoff game. Because yeah. good luck getting through there with all your appendages for sure. intact. Um, let's go here. Grenada at Lafayette. A lot of athletes out Ooh, there. This is sneaky. Big 5A tilt. It's weird we talk about this one right after that one because Grenada is always kind of the third wheel in that division behind West Point and Lafayette. Grenada may, of those three teams, have better athletes on the field every game. Their top-end athletes are just as good as, as, as West anybody's. Point and Lafayette, but they just don't have that second and third depth. It seems like they've always – they've they, they, the, the depth it definitely gets them. And kind of like we talked about South Haven, they can't put it all together in one year. Right. Because we look at scores and we see, like – you know, Lafayette, 28, Grenada, 20. And then, you know, West Point, 33, Grenada, 28. And we're like, man. They don't string classes together. They, yeah, it's it's like they'll have a really good senior class and a really good freshman class. Right. And it's just mm-hmm. so hard to do that. But they're one of the best defensive players I've ever seen a few years ago in Jannard Avery. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm uh, – uh, Kid at Mississippi State right now is starting corner at LSU this past Yeah, Saturday. yeah, I know you're not yeah, – uh, yeah, Forbes, yeah, Manuel yeah, Forbes. Yeah, Manuel I mean, Forbes, yeah. Wow. They have always got – Guys, and some of their guys end up going that junior college route, and you hear from them later. And you do absolutely. But uh, I predicted last week that Lafayette would upset West Point, and they did not. But it was a unbelievable game, from what we understand. Uh, and I stand by the fact that I think this may be the year that Lafayette gets them down the road. So I'm going to go with Lafayette in a tight one, as the, you know, par for the course, I guess you'd say, in a Lafayette Grenada game. I like it. That's at Lafayette. Yeah, and we have been to Lafayette for big games. Oh, have we? And they play well there. Gosh, do they? And uh, it's really tough to beat them after a loss. Oh, it, no, most certainly they're you know, so dialed in. They're, and they you, you got to think that Tyrus Williams is going to have a big game. Yeah, you know, you know and uh, defense is going to show out. I always feel like as the temperature drops, Lafayette and West Point get better, mm-hmm. and it's getting cool. You know, what I mean, exactly you about to have right. you got to break out. Big boy season, and Michael Fair's a big boy. <laughs> That's exactly what I was getting after. As sure. has been Ashley, <laughs> and I, I like Lafayette in a really well played football game yes. by both teams. I, I agree. Really um, if you are a junior college coach, if you are a Division two coach, uh, <laughs> you need to be at, at get Lafayette. your tail to Oxford tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah, for it, sure. It's probably the best. You won't find a better <clears throat> recruiting ground tomorrow in this state than in Oxford. I guarantee somebody from Northwest and Itawamba are going to be there. Yep. For sure. Highway 334 and is we'll the And we'll see today. Otherwise, we're not looking at it. Yep. And um, on your way there, stop at the Sizzler. If you're coming Ooh, from it Tupelo. And get the mac and cheese. Yep. And if you're coming from Batesville, coming in that way, um, you can't go wrong with any of the establishments around that area. Yeah. Um, but it's really tough to beat Taylor Fish and Steak. Or Taylor Fish. Just being real. So. And if you've got a lot of money, go to Oxford Grill House. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if Ajax is back open, but I can always We're about to have one uh, in Tupelo, Grill House. We are. And speaking of, if you if you get into town a little bit early and you want to stop over there by the uh, Blue Delta Gene studio, <laughs> it's on the square. And the, uh, mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wear, wear, wear your mask and go in there and check out our jeans. But, uh, yeah, so I, I like Lafayette to win that one. And our final of the big three this week, Noxaby County at Houston. Probably. Okay, so I, I, I'll, I'll say this, and I know that Ty is gone. That became a little bit of a rivalry, and now it kind of is. You know, like you look at by default, by default, just, by de facto it was the rivalry. best two teams in that division for quite some time. And you know, Choctaw County had that nice resurgence under Ben Ashley and made it a, a three-team division. But at the end of the day, it, can't, it comes down to Houston and Knoxby, and it has been a dogfight every single year. Um, I don't know a lot about Knoxby this year other than that they are Knoxby. That's it. They beat and Shannon. Beat Shannon 39 to nothing. Yeah. And we've seen – we haven't seen – hadn't gotten to see Shannon yet, but we know – we walked on the field and saw what Shannon tried it out there, and it looked – I mean, we, it looked good. Yeah, and, you know, we do transit a property here. Yes. You know, Shannon beat Houston 40-32 to 32 in overtime. Yeah. Knoxby handled Shannon really well. I like Knoxby in this one. I think it's going to be – a year to learn for Baylor Dampier's guys. I think that, you know, in Red Parker, still just a junior. Uh, the the young freshman back that they've got, uh, the receivers. The big freshman uh, lineman, too. The big freshman lineman. Uh, the big Shamar Crawford mm-hmm. is a big receiver. I think Houston is a year away. I think this game is 35-14. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think, I think Houston's going to They'll be, hang in there for a little bit. They will. And they're, and they're better than their record will indicate. 
Yeah. But like you said, anytime you have a new coaching staff, there's always a transition. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that you have to get players in, get players out, but you have to get players in your style. Yeah. And, and I think I think I mean I think for sure we're staring at a something in two Houston team going to the playoffs. Yeah, and you they know, lost and, Shannon, they're gonna lose tonight. And I have I'm totally going off stereotypes here that I have thought of in my own brain, but I know Ty Harden personally. And I know he is a tough pound defensive kind of guy. And I know Baylor because I watched him play in high school. He is a coach's son, and they like to score points and throw it around a little bit when he was playing. And I feel like his personality is probably that kind of guy as well. Likes quarterbacks to be able to throw a little bit, skill guys out on the edge, stuff like that, and maybe not as much between the tackles all the time. And it just takes a little bit. Now, Houston has those kind of athletes, but they've been used to doing it a certain way. Look for them about week six, seven worth of games to really turn it on and turn it on. And I think Red Parker is kind of lost in the shuffle because quarterback play in the area is so good. Yeah. You know, you've got Luke Altmaier. He's a junior this year. And he's a junior. I mean, you've got Kyle Holiday and Jake Ware. I mean, you've got all these guys that have got three or four years under their belt. This is just his second year as a starter. Mm -hmm. When those guys are gone, we're going to be talking about Red Parker as the quarterback in this area, I think. And, you know, like I said, they're going to rely on him, who's a junior and a freshman running back. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, in our area, that happens all the time. People rely on that, but in that division, yeah, that that's tough. You know, that's, that's gonna be really that's, tough. That's, that's really tough. But I like I like Houston to keep it close for a little bit. But I like not. I do too. Same here. Well, let's start at the top. Sure. You ready? All yeah. right. Um, and when we get to any of note, let's just feel free to talk about them. You know. Well, <laughs> I knew I know where you're going with this. Oh, uh, <laughs> right off the top, <laughs> Ashland at Biggersville. So. McKinley, going up Highway 45 North, headed to Biggersville. Uh, you pass through. That's going to be 60 to nothing at halftime. Yep, pass through Ryanzi. And so, they easily 60 to nothing. So, I'm going to go with Biggersville. Where should – there's not a whole lot to eat in Biggersville, but where should folks stop to eat? We're going to be we're gonna be in Saltillo tomorrow night. So, if you want to stop in Saltillo on the way, you can hang out with us folks. Baldwin at the Pizza Factory. But go to Baldwin at the Pizza Factory. That'd be a good stop for you. That's a good stop for you. And – uh Let's see here. There's like a barbecue place on the side of the road in Bigger. Kenny's? Is it Kenny's Barbecue? I don't know. But you just remind me of that scene in uh, Superbad where he's like, he's Jimmy's brother. The singer. You sing to us. (laughs) These are all crying. Oh, crying. Anyway, stop at the 45 truck stop on your way to Biggersville. Baldwin at Coldwater. Man, this is going to be balling by a lot. Yeah. Coming off of a coming off a COVID break, you remember they lost the Thrasher via forfeit. They're going to be steaming mad, and they want that division back. I think you know, obviously, we're on a collision course between Biggersville and Baldwin. So I like Baldwin really, really big. Mm-hmm. I expect Maddox Ritchie to have a really big game in the air. I agree. Uh, Belmont at Nettleton. Give me upstart Nettleton, also coming off a COVID break as well, and. I expect Davis Oswald to have a big game. Big game. Uh, give me, yeah, yeah. I don't know what Belmont's got coming over from that. We know way. they're tough. I know we know they're tough, and they're tough out in the playoffs as a four seed usually. They are, but I think all I think Nettleton, the athletes, Oswald. I think it's just going to be all. Nettleton. I agree. Uh, Boonville at Alcorn Central. Boonville travels Why north. Take that one, Brian. Boonville travels north to Glen uh, to get a win. Um, Print the shirts. So <laughs> let's just say, insert. Division team here. You're right. <laughs> yes, y'all know what I mean. So, like, next week it's Alcorn Central plays at Amory. So, they wouldn't apply. They don't go to Glenn. But later on, <laughs> it will. Uh, yeah, Boonville in a route. Um, Bruce at Eupora. Sneaky. Sneaky. I like Bruce. I kind of like Bruce, too. Bruce coming off a win. First first win in the Jamal Jackson era. Yeah. Give me Bruce. Like Give me Bruce. Mar- and Marty Warren coach defense. Bruce, Bruce with it. Yes. And I like that. Go Jamal. Yeah. Calhoun Academy at Kemper Academy. Kemper Academy. Kemper. Kemper. Yep. Don't know why, but Kemper. Don't know why. Don't know why I didn't go. Where you go? <laughs> Is that Nora Jones? I think so. Man, she's, she's got a voice of an angel. Angelic. Mm. Uh, Calhoun City at East Webster. Sneaky. I, I missed that one thinking about games of the week. Um, I like Calhoun City. Give me City. I like City. Battle tested. We yep. know them always. Choctaw County at Aberdeen. I like Choctaw. I th- we've talked about Coach Alex Williams mm-hmm. at, at Aberdeen, and we said this last year. He's probably two or three years away. He's a West Point. You know, 
He's a West Point guy. He's been under Chambliss for quite some time. The athletes are going to be there. They've had a rough start. They thought they were going to cancel fall sports. But Aberdeen is a very, very proud athletic school. It's a matter of time. So you're going with Choctaw? I'm going with Choctaw. Indian Outlaws. Uh, Corinth at Tish County. I love what Tish is doing. Same. I love what Coach Russo and the spark he's bringing to his hometown. Uh, that said, Corinth off a loss. We saw Caden Betts. And, and, and here's the thing. I don't think necessarily that any that Corinth could have done anything to win that game against MRA Friday night. I think it was just all MRA. Corinth was just not used to being in that situation over the past three years. Yeah, and you know, uh, I, Hubie Brown, former NBA coach, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, a coach for the Grizzlies, and he was interviewed one time. And I remember I was kind of I was younger, I was in college, but I remember him saying they they beat somebody that they weren't yeah. supposed to beat one night. And he goes, well, Coach, y'all beat the Spurs or whatever tonight. You know, uh, explain the win tonight. And he said, well, you know, it wasn't really about X's and O's or even Jimmy's and Joe's. He said, but, you know, pretty much when you have, you know, teams of somewhat equal talent coming through, sure. um, sometimes, ten, well, he said, ten nights a year, you can't control it. He said, what I mean is there's five games a season – that we will win no matter what because we are out of our minds, unconscious. Shoot the lights, shoot out. The lights yeah. out. No matter who I put on the floor, I might have five G-leaguers and five sure. studs, but we're just going to be that next five nights a year. There's also five nights a year can't that win. you can't win. I think one of those nights – now, football's a little different because you have less weeks, but it's probably two. Yeah. Probably one two. game a year you can't lose, one game a year you can't right. win. Uh, or one game a year you can't lose. Can't, you don't end up playing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that happened the other night. MRA played a game they could not lose no matter right. what. And Corinth played the type of game they could not win. You know what I mean? It was just. And, and you know, I think in retrospect, Tish is in that situation. They were going to play a game last Friday night that they could not lose. Right. And then this Friday night, I think they're playing a game they just cannot win. That being said. Corinth coming off a loss. I mean. They're going to be mad. They're going to have things dialed in. Coach Lowry, we, we love what he's doing. We, we love that there's a standard he's wanting to set. And I, I just think Corinth's going to be too much. But but watch out for Tish Going to be soon, a good man. crowd they're, they're, at Tish County Friday night. We know that. The Oak Ridge boys in town. They, <laughs> they, <laughs> so there was a guy there. Now that we're off the air. Disclaimer. Now that we're off the air. We went to the Tish County game. And there was like a, a Boy Scouts recruiting thing going on. And the there was- guy that put Pat Swayze up in Roadhouse in that barn was at the Tish game Friday night. This guy had a beard that went down to his belly button, and it was white, but it was stained that cream color from all the cigarettes the guy has to smoke or not yes. bathe. You ever you ever seen a dog run through <laughs> the rain and it's not really muddy but like the mud run the from their legs goes up into their mane? This guy. That's this guy's beard. And he had uh he had on a oh no a Boy Scout uniform from <laughs> from days gone by. <laughs> and he had on some boots, snake skins, and yeah, I mean it's gonna be red. He had a Confederate battle flag <laughs> bandana in his back left pocket. <laughs> he walked by and all I could do was hum Elvira. If if <laughs> His beard was a Lowe's. God, I hope this guy doesn't listen. He will find us. If his beard. He will use his Second Amendment rights on us. (laughs) If his beard was a Lowe's paint color, it would be cigarette sunset. Sure as heck wouldn't be eggshell white. (laughs) It would be cigarette ash sunset. It reminded me of that scene in uh, Trading Places where Dan Aykroyd's dressed as Santa Claus. (laughs) <laughs> Read flowers just right off the road. Listen. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Oh my god! Why y'all gotta listen to the radio? Because this gets out of hand. Um, <laughs> way too out of hand. All right, man. Typically, sober nine twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, here we go. Next game. Moving on. East Union at Mantachi. Urchins big. <laughs> urchins, urchins. You know, it's always kind of wild to me that their mascot is the urchins, but their actual thing on the wall was a seahorse. I have wondered that for so many years. Nobody gets excited over a ball of spikes in the ocean. I mean, it, but you could make a sick logo out of that if you wanted to. It's great food, culinarily. See, based on what I understand, from, from, yeah. isn't there like one of those like if you like chefs as they prepare it, they could die as they're preparing it or something. There are things like that, like like some kind of like rare urchin in like East China, like the chefs have to like take like a two month training course to prepare it because if they do it wrong. 
the poison from the urchin can kill them. It's also funny. I remember moving here from Indianola, and the first game we played every year at South Pontotoc when I was in high school was East Union. Yeah. Back then, it was like it was their 10th or 12th game, and it was our yeah. first, you know. But I remember thinking to myself, you know, all these schools in the area have a mascot that's kind of relative to what they are. Or their mascot is something that is a traditional mascot. Like, for instance, there are some cougars down South Pontiac. You know what I mean? Like, you know, really? to my cats. Yes. They're, I mean, there are. They're big bobcats and stuff. Hmm? It's rare. Um, you know. Um, Depend. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, like, <laughs> like, there are cardinals in Belmont. I mean, there's actual yeah, birds. That's but that's a traditional that's mascot. Yeah. Mantachi's the Mustangs. Like, yeah, that's a traditional mascot. Have, yeah. But I always tried to figure out, there, where did the urchins come from? Because it's not even a th- Thing, we like, need to get we need to get Chris Basil on the horn. We need to get somebody from Tim East McDonald, on the horn. Tim McDonald. Somebody. We need yeah. to get somebody from East on the horn. I would just like to know. I'm, I'm not making fun. No, I would like I'm to know curious. where it came from. Because I mean, you know, like I said, other things like Ingemar. There's no Falcons in Ingemar. No. But Falcons are uh, already a, pre- a precedent has been set for that as a mascot name. Can urchins even live in freshwater? <laughs> I don't know. We got to get an East. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We we'll work on that. We need to work on that. Yeah, East big though. Yeah, I like East there. Um, let's see here. Hamilton and Oklahoma. Interesting ball game. Interesting. Hamilton may be turning the tide a little bit. Yeah, they might be becoming my second favorite non-South Pontotoc team okay. after Delta Streets. Give me. Dallas Flippo. We had a birthday the other day. Shout give, out to him. Give me, give me Oklahoma, but give me Hamilton in the points. Okay. Give me <laughs> Oklahoma because it's at Oklahoma. Yep. If it was at Hamilton, I would pick Hamilton. And, and we know that Lamar Harvey can't stay down long. His teams are always no, so good. But this is just one of those teams. I mean, they're the, young. Yeah, and they kind of they've lost. They lost. I hate to say it, like they lost the, the a decade, a, an athlete, athlete. Of the, athlete of the decade type yep. guy in Jacquary State for basketball and football. Yep. So like when you lose a guy like that, sometimes it takes your program a little while to find the next one. And schools like Oklahoma have to have the stud. Robert yep. Elliott years ago, for sure. Him, you David, know, the, uh, Gardner, <laughs> DJ. Uh, yeah, played played basketball. Yes, you know, man. and in 1992 or 1990, Oklahoma won a state championship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or and then like, like even before Elliott, there was uh, Waverly McClendon, Anthony Buchanan, three more. Yes. Oh man! Like there, there's guys guarding on a basketball court one night. And, and Lamar, Lamar Harvey, has even said he was quoted in the in the paper this year as there was something he says he has got he has completely changed their offense because they have got a young, humongous athletic offensive line. Give those guys a year or two, and you're going to be seeing a lot of people at Nanawaya Oklahoma games, Noxapater Oklahoma games. They'll be they'll be back for yeah. sure. But I, I like Oklahoma in a pretty good game. Yeah, and you know what I, I like about you talk about the coach there. He had to change the offense because of the kind of player and personality you got. That's another sign of a good coach and a good 100%. leader. It's not 100%. about me; it's about we. That's what right. What can I do to make us as successful right. without having to you know sure. fit this round round thing into a you know square or whatever yeah. you know? Absolutely, I, I like that. It's another good sign of a good leader. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Hebron Christian at Unity Christian, a school I have never heard of. Unity Christian. I'm going to Hebron. Yeah, Hebron, because I ain't never heard of it. Unity. I don't know what that is. It was a song by Queen Latifah in the '90s. You remember that one? U N I T Y. I was thinking Rick James. Unity. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. <laughs> yup. <laughs> All right, Holly Springs at Independence, man. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet in Charlie's couch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Holly at Independence. Independence is going to win. Yeah. But it's going to be a fun Friday night in Bucks <laughs> I have been there. Fun Friday night in Bucks Nord. Independence, uh, Independence, probably a couple, couple, couple scores, yeah. Um, they got some Mays and some Jacksons, people with those last names <laughs> playing currently at Independence, I'm sure. It's like Crawford's and Ashland. Um, let's see here. All right. All right. Possibility for a winning streak coming. I talked about it last week on the radio, okay. and it might happen. H.W. Byers <clears throat> at Thrasher. Coming off a 2 nothing forfeit win Ooh. against Baldwin. <clears throat> They've had two weeks to prepare. And Byers beat Coldwater. Or got, Byers got, got, got handled by Coldwater. By Coldwater. Oh, give me Thrasher. Give me Thrasher. Give me Thrasher. For sure. I'm, I'm down with on Thrasher yeah, this week. Um, let's see here. Jay-Z George at Walnut. 
I like Walnut to bounce Walnut back. Walnut to bounce back, yeah. I Big agree. game from TJ Calm, TJ Llewellyn. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's been a little easier at home than it was in spring, sure. well, that's for sure. Uh, Lewisburg at Oxford. Oh, God. Pray for the Pats. Children of the Corn. Uh, Oxford huge. I'm going to go ahead and say Oxford huge, but nobody knows the city of Oxford like a person from Lewisburg. They all went to Ole Miss. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> stereotyped everybody in the, over there in uh, off Craft Road. Morville at Pontotoc. I like Pontotoc, but I like what Morville's doing. I agree. A name that we need to remember because we know what Pontotoc's got. Very traditional, very balanced. Jeff Carter's always going to have a balanced offense. Very strong. Defense is solid. Good Lord, they're strong. Yes. Um, but there's a player from Morville, and Jonathan Chaney put us off on him, Alec Houle. He had an article in the paper about him earlier this week. He is a he is a Swiss Army knife from Morville. They'll line him up everywhere. He has got over 800 yards and I think nine touchdowns through different <clears throat> catching, running, receiving returns. Good player. And Dawson Phillips under center, Morville's – uh, Morville's on to something. I think I Morville's on to something. I agree. But I, but I like Pontotoc by two or three scores in this the, one. Uh, the Lee County schools right now are are kind of in a, uh, a come-up time. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, Morville's – the program is ascending slowly, but it yeah. is getting better. It's getting better. Nettleton's getting better. Um, <clears throat> Saltillo is not necessarily getting better, but they are on the slow creep up. They're, they've made a commitment they've to They've made football. a commitment to it. Coach and then, Summers does a fantastic job over there. Yeah, he's, he, they're getting better. They're, you they know, are. I mean, as, as, and, they're, and they're young. They they're got really a, young. they got to string a couple classes together. Yeah. Um, and I guess, like, Tupelo Christian. Like, you know I mean, yeah. like, I'm talking about everybody, everybody outside Tupelo. And I think the reason that everybody's on the come up in the county, and Shannon, by the way, yeah. is because there's just not enough room in Tupelo. Yeah, that's right. You know what sure. I mean? And, and <clears throat> the city, the school, everywhere, and people just – they migrate to the county, and there's just that's right. They can play there. And shout out to Lee County. We've got we got For a bunch sure. of ballers here. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Myrtle at Faulkner. It's like somebody's got to win. Yeah. Um, Myrtle. Yeah, I'll go Myrtle. It's at Faulkner. Faulkner beat somebody seventy to nothing, but it was somebody. That was. I changed my pick. Faulkner. They scored seventy. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's hard I, to score seventy yeah. in an empty room. And Myrtle losing AI news to transfers really, really hurt them. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Faulkner too. I guess. Yeah. Um, North Point Christian at Hatley. I like North Point Christian. I do too. Yeah. Coaching change down at Hatley. They're still trying to find their feet. It looks so. And uh, North Point Christian, you know, that's formerly SBC. I always yep. talk about Bernie Vesey playing there. When they were in the MPSA, they did a little bit of recruiting. Now that they're in the TSSAA, they do a whole lot of recruiting. So they're going to have some athletes that would have gone to DeSoto Central. That's right. Uh, that That's right. South Haven. Uh, and they're going to have a few more of them than Hatley, yeah, I think. I think so. You know, a couple somebody that might have went to Olive Branch. Yeah. So they've always got a pretty good quarterback, yeah. got a pretty good line. Um, they're like um, – they're probably on that heritage level. You know what I mean? And, and I think a heritage would probably barely beat a Hatley this year. So I think it's going to be a close game, but I like North Point to win. I do too. I think so. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Oak Hill Academy at Rossville Christian in Tennessee. Rossville's, I like Oak, Rossville's Oak bad. I, yeah, just Rossville just doesn't win. Yeah, and my dad coached at Oak Hill Academy, so I'm going to go like there. Oak Hill. Yeah, yeah, for sure the Raiders. Um, let's see here. Pillow Academy at Starville Academy. I like, I like Pillow. I'm going to go Starville just because it's at Starville. <clears throat> okay, I like I like that. I I think Pillow's a little better than they have been. Yeah, and I think Starville is a little down yeah. after several years battling yeah. it with. Well, and we'll say this too: Starville Academy gets some kids that don't feel like they're going to have an opportunity at Starville that are pretty decent players. I don't know that there's many feeders like that to Pillow, you know, especially being right next door. I mean, you've been to Starville. I mean, like Starville High School Stadium is right here. Starville Academy Stadium is 400 yards away. So, like. I just I know just from knowing people in those school districts that there's a lot of kids that and I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. Academy. I mean, Pilla is not the only private school power in Greenwood. That's true. Streets, streets, streets. Keys of the streets. streets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Potts Camp at Strayhorn. Potts Camp, camp. But we 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 like Strayhorn. Yeah, we, we it, big Jim Tom Copeland. Jim guys. Tom Copeland guy. We like them. He follower of the uh, of the uh, Twitter account. Yes, he is. Him. Um, let's see here. Ripley at North Pontotoc. 
Sneaky. It's going to be a good game. Sneaky. I like Andy Crotwell after a loss. I do, too. I like it at home. The I Perry like Lyles is doing something. Man, yeah. That division's about to get close, nasty. But the Pontotoc Ripley game's always close. Oh, yeah. That, that, that division <clears throat> is about to get really, really good. What people don't realize is there is a natural rivalry between all of the similar-sized schools on Highway 15. Yes. Like, I don't know if it was a conference a while back or it would be a heck of a basketball tournament. Oh, like, Lord. Houston. Pontotoc, North Pontotoc, New Albany, Ripley all just yep. beat each other up when they play. Yep. It's really crazy about – Very competitive. And they, they all used to kind of go from 3A to 4A mm-hmm. and kind of be in each That's other's exactly division. Right. I know at one time I think Ripley, New Albany, and Pontotoc and North Pontotoc maybe all were in the same division yeah. at, one, at one time. I mean, yeah. I, maybe. Man. That's going to be a good game, though, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah um. I like North Pontotoc. Like I, I, I do too. I, I just can't get away from it. I, I, that that that's got, that may be the best game you don't hear about Friday night. Yeah, you are gonna hear about it from us on the For radio sure. show. We're gonna uh, man. I'm gonna tell you right now. If Will Ruff is there, he's gonna call this week. We will. Yeah. And if it's North, we may get a call from Andy Crotwell. Yeah, we might see that. We might make that work. Yeah. We we don't get many from him, but we get about one a year, so we may try to set that up. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Shannon at Caledonia. Uh, Shannon. Shannon, but in a love what Caledonia's doing. Shannon, but in a a closer game than the score will indicate. Yes. Shannon has to put some drives together. Something they might not do as often. Uh, they'll have the unless Shannon forces some turnovers. I bet they don't have a dominant side of the time of possession. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, um, I, I, I I I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, I think that I, I think that Shannon is just going to over. Power Caledonia, which is weird to say. Maybe I speed them. Yeah, speed they're going to outspeed them. They, they, they'll jet them. <coughs> I think you'll see Daryl Carter all over the field. I agree. I really do. I agree. Daryl Carter Jr. By the way, not senior. <laughs> and if they don't play real well, you might see Daryl Carter. Yeah, all you up may on see Daryl Carter yeah. Senior all over the field. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. All right. This is a game I want to speak about for a second. Okay. South Pontotoc at Itawamba AHS. Trap it's game. a trap. Trap game. Itawamba next week is uh, – where are they at next week? Shannon. They're Shannon, yeah. You know, probably the front runner for that division. Um, and South Pontotoc, this is their first division game, right? Yes. Of the year, yeah. That's correct. Um, looking for their first division win in 4A, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. They didn't also. win one last year, did they? Mm-mm. Yeah. So, um, they didn't beat Morville last year, did they? Did not. Did not. Did not. Even at the end, yeah. So, um, I like Itawamba to win. They're going to have to do it scoring on the last drive of the game. You know when you always, like, there's guys that are just tough. Mm-hmm. And you hear the you hear the quote, he's going to kick my teeth in, but he's going to have to do it. Yep. That's how I feel about tomorrow night. Yep. Itawamba can kick South's teeth in, but they're going to have to do it. Yep. And and I just I don't know I just sneaky like feel like South's gonna be really prepared for this game. Like an a lot old, of momentum coming over the Walnut win. Like an old Thursday night, f- Thursday afternoon fist fight outside Newell's Grocery in Springville, Mississippi. <laughs> the one who stands the longest wins, and I feel like Itawamba will just be standing in the end. I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be a, a tough game. Coach Cook's team is uh, is they're they're much better this year. Bert Ashley, offensive coordinator, doing a good job. They understand what they are. Yep. Who their personnel is and what they should do, and Absolutely. I like the way that they're going about business there. I'm rooting for them hard. I just feel like who's number two for Edwin? But remember the guy we saw was a pretty good athlete. Oh, Tay Chandler. Yeah, younger brother. I just feel like South doesn't it's have be a little him. too much. I feel like you know that he can he can return kicks and punts, and he plays defense, yes. and he, he he can run the football, and he can play wide, and they can put him yes. in wildcat, and they just don't have one of him right now. But I, I feel yep. like it's going to be a good game, and um, teams from. Teams from Pontotoc County always f- have good games when they go to Itawamba. That's true. So we'll just see how that shakes Very out. True. Uh, don't be surprised if Itawamba has to score late to win. I agree. Um, let's see here. Starville at Germantown, and I think that's going to be Germantown, Mississippi. Correct. Not Germantown, Tennessee. Division. Yep, that's the division game. So, um, what do you think about that one? All Starville. Big? Big. Big. Okay. And it's not a slight to Germantown. A good friend of ours, Scott Brown, defensive yeah. coordinator there. Uh, but it just Starville, Starville's got everybody's number. I didn't. I just don't see them losing this year. Well, they, and they have, it's, and they beat the man already. Uh, they you know, beat West Point. <clears throat> I mean, you know, and they beat Salpinol. And beat Salpinol. I mean, I like to go in any high school pick'em. 
I like to go like when I'm picking games or any just prediction. Yeah. I like to go with the team that has the best true quarterback. Like last year, Madison Central had the real good running Jimmy quarterback. Holiday. Yeah, but like if I was picking them, he might have been a better player than Luke Altmaier last year. But I would have picked Starville because of the yeah, true quarterback for sure. And anybody and they're going to be play, able to say that against anybody they play. This that's year. about to say anybody they play in here this this year. I'm going to pick Starville. Agree. Um, let's see here. Um, by the way, Germantown is in Gluckstadt. Correct. And that's why it's called Germantown. That's what I didn't really look that. Yeah, and I was always trying to figure out why Germantown in Memphis, outside of Memphis, is called. It's actually called Germantown. The school itself. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Lutentag. Frau McKinley. Is that Mr. McKinley? So, um, O'Tannenbaum. That's a Christmas carol I could sing. Let's see. Uh, Miss Edna Scott taught German at South Pontotoc. I didn't take it, but my friends did. They used to sing this song. Uh, do. Do licks Miriam Herms and do do licks Miriam's in. You remember that one? No, I just remember. Do do hast do hast Mitch Romstein. Yeah. Dude, that song's a banger, dude. Yeah, we need to get Dotson to play that one night. <laughs> Have you ever watched a Romstein video on YouTube? Yeah. It's the most industrial. It's, it's like sparks flying and yes. metal being graded and grounded <laughs> and stuff. That's got. We got to play that one Friday night. Oh, we'll play it. We got to get that to Dodson. Yeah, I'm all in. Man, I'm down with that. Okay, cool. Makes me think of Method Man and Red Man. Makes me, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, Tunica Academy at Marshall Academy. Marsh. We are Marshall. Marshall Academy. Yeah. Tupelo at Olive Branch. Interesting game. Olive Branch off to a 4-0 start. Great wins. Beat Corinth. Beat Cleveland Central. Barely beat DeSoto Central. Barely beat DeSoto Central. I am going to go on a statewide unpopular pick here, but a hometown popular pick. I think Ty Harden gets his first division win, and I'm going to tell you why. I sit next to Brian Jones for 15 minutes every day during second block, Great defensive coordinator at Tupelo. And he is the toughest on himself coach I have ever been around in my life. Now, I want to give you some numbers, Brian. They lose to the first game of the year. They lose at Neshoba Central 25-17. to The score at halftime, 25-3. to They lose the very next week at home against West Point, 24-14. The score at halftime, 21-7. to They win the following week. I don't even remember who they played. Oh, West Lauderdale. Right. Scored halftime, twenty-one to four or uh, seventeen fourteen. Final score twenty-one nineteen. Last week, lose to De- uh, lose to Hernando. Scored halftime, uh, <coughs> Hernando fourteen Tupelo ten. I think final score Hernando twenty-one Tupelo nineteen. So my point here is there's a theme. The second half for Brian Jones' coach defense is really solid. I think, and and we know that Olive Branch runs the wing. New court and Ty, new quarterback Ty Walton, formerly of East Union, uh, is a throwing quarterback, but he's running the wing to a T, so to speak. No pun intended. I think Tupelo is really, really repaired, prepared, and gap sound this week. I think they go up and shock the Conquistadors in Desoto County. Yeah, um, I agree. I think on paper, Olive Branch's wins look wonderful. They do. But in reality, when you look at what teams had coming back, when they played certain teams, it's a little misleading. Very much so. They didn't beat Corinth, the team from last year. Corinth went for two to win the game. So yeah, they yeah, get so, it, yeah. we're not talking about that. Yeah, um, I don't think that OB is going to be able to athlete for athlete Tupelo. I don't think they can tackle the sophomore running back, Tupelo. Kyson. Kyson Brown. Kyson Brown. I look for I look for some interesting packages this week, not because I have inside information, and I try not to talk to those guys about their game plan right. throughout the week. But their spirits are high right now. You can kind of tell. Yeah, I'm sit, just kind of observing practice from afar. I like Tupelo Friday night. I do too, and um, I'm going to make a comment here, and I don't really mean it sounds a certain way, but it's just going to sound the way it sounds. Whatever. Um, quarterback play, Jake Ware. 
as uh, a six A quarterback, and he's been playing six A football his entire life, and he's played at and home. He's off he's to played a slow away. start. He's off to a slow start. So I look for him to kind of get going this week. I agree. Um, the, Ty Walton, is that yes. his name? Yeah, quarterback. <sighs> he's been playing at East Union, mm-hmm. and it's different when you play at East Union and you play, you know, your Walnuts and your Ashlands and stuff like that because you've been hearing your entire life about Tupelo. Tupelo. They're they're the half. They're the half. Tupelo is the, the blue turf. They're good. They always have the D1s. And I know we went up to DeSoto County, but there's there's no big dog in DeSoto County like a Tupelo. Like, you know, everybody's on even playing field. That's right. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. So, but I think him coming back here is going to create some performance anxiety for him specifically as the quarterback. Well, it's in Olive Branch. I mean, I mean, I mean, but but I see what I'm, you're I'm not, Yeah, not coming back here, but him playing against Tupelo. This is his first yeah, bad. big boy six A football game. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking it was here, but yeah, I just feel like him playing Tupelo will just. It's just one of those things, you know. what I mean, like you just. Yeah. When we were upon a time, we played Tupelo. Like we may have been better right. than them, but sometimes they just always got us because they were Tupelo. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen here. It's it it. This will be the first time he goes and gets under his center and he looks across and there's going to be some tough-looking dudes. The DeSoto Central and the Corinth of this year are not the bear he's going to see tomorrow right. night for sure. I like I like Tupelo, yeah. Um, and when you go up there, Tupeloans, there's a lot of good places a to eat. A lot of good places. But uh, if you want to stop on Highway 78 at the Marshall Steakhouse. Do it. Do it. And if you want to venture further in uh, up that way. Tell them about it, McKinley. Can we do uh, Memphis Barbecue Co.? I was about to say, Memphis Barbecue Co. is good. Solid. Get the pork rind nachos. Yep, yep. So, that's a good one. But, <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to eat a steak, Memphis Barbecue Co. is the way to go. Um, let's see here. Vardaman at Smithville. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Smithville off to a really uncharacteristically slow start. Lost a lot of talent over the last couple of years. We know Coach Collins is going to get it right eventually. I actually like Vardaman. Okay. I just do. I don't know why. Okay. Um, I don't have a read on it. Me neither. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go opposite you, Smithville and a close okay. one. Um, we'll spot my night over. And our uh, game of the week that we're going Fish to Fish House Friday game of the week. Our Fish House Friday game of the week. I'm glad it's the last one on here. West Point at Saltillo. Let's call it what it is. This game's going to be all West Point. Mm-hmm. But we know that Saltillo has really gotten behind its football program. It's a place that, specifically because of the fish house that we go to, Kent's in Saltillo. Uh, we really enjoyed it last year. Uh, I have actually gotten it to go since. Since then. During the pandemic. Just I mean, as good. I was just feeling, man, I want to eat fish tonight. And I called it in and drove 20 minutes to go get fish. But uh, I don't think this is going to be much of a competitive game. But it's a very, very prideful game for Saltillo. They they are going to want to play a four-quarter game to let the rest of 5A in the area know you're not going to push us around. And I think that, like we talked about, a slow creep, they're getting there. Be patient with Coach Summers, his staff. Buy into football. Get your athletes on the field up there. And good things can happen for Saltillo. I agree. Uh, West Point is not the cure for what ails you, unfortunately. No. Um, and uh, it's – the, the score, it will get out of hand, but I know Coach Chambliss will win in the right way. And I'm not talking about calling the dogs off, but he's going to play everybody. Uh, he's going to make sure guys get reps. And that is what's made them so good. And that's what's their good. standard and mm-hmm. that their younger guys mm-hmm. play in games that they handle. I, I see this game being – 49 to 7 final, probably 42 to nothing at halftime. Yeah, I could see it being like that. Um, but there's going to be a, there's going to be a good crowd, it's going to be a good atmosphere at Saltillo. Of course, we're going to go to Kent's Catfish. Um the athletes that play at Saltillo and that don't play at Saltillo play football. Um if they could ever get the folks walking the halls to get out on the football field. And by the way, those athletes don't necessarily play any sports. I mean, if that makes sense, there's uh, there's there's some that just play basketball. There's some that just play baseball. Yeah. But there are also people who walk those halls that don't play anything. Yeah, I agree. And Seen them. Yeah, I mean, you know, and if they could ever kind of get a little bit more sharing of the athletes and a few more guys from the hallways to get out there and play and be committed to the program, like the school and the community is, 
they could have something special there. They also probably need another redistricting or, or, or realignment yep. soon. You get a little bit I more think north. everybody north of like Oklahoma needs West Point to go yeah. another way. <laughs> now now that now that Oxford is six A, yeah. I would I wouldn't mind going to Lafayette because it's just a different kind of animal. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Uh and and you know Lafayette's Lafayette hasn't always been great. You know no. what I mean? Before Liggins, they were just pretty good. I mean, yeah. like you know, I mean, you sure. know, I mean, they were a playoff team like they always yeah. have been, but they weren't dominant like this That's force. Right. So, That's exactly you, you right. know, they're they're a bad coaching move at Lafayette or a suspect coaching move at Lafayette one day from not being what they are. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I would like to be. West Point's always been West Point. You know, I mean, yeah. no matter no matter who you put there. So, but I would look forward to Friday night and going to the game with you. Look forward to the football show tomorrow night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I always look forward to these preview podcasts. Me with too. You. These man. are a lot of fun. We had, fun. We had a good time on this one. We had a good time on this one. I like talking about it. Um, so, Loki, uh, give me your give me your thing you're most excited about tomorrow uh, with the food. You know, the last the the takeout I got a couple months ago, and then the last year when we went, I got the same thing, which was the fish and shrimp combo. Mm-hmm. And and Brian and I have mentioned this: the fish at Kent's is not. It's not like a typical fish house fish. It is a fish fry fish, but it's really crispy. It's always incredibly fresh. It's almost so hot you can't even eat it. Right. But it's so good, and and I'm probably gonna do it again. I've just because that shrimp and that drawn butter and that tinfoil mm. that they brought. I mean, I just man, it, I, it was incredible. I just I have a hard time getting away from. It. Well, it's kind of like you're talking about like it's fish fry fish, like what your uncle would do. Yeah. Uh, it's like. I've always felt like uh, catfish is breaded or battered in a certain kind of way, mm-hmm. and crappie is done another way. And I feel like this is crappie f- cooked catfish. I'm Does that you. make sense? Well, and you know what it almost is like. And this is the batter. It makes me think of hush puppies. Yeah, it's got yeah. that really good crunch on the outside. It's be it's hard to beat Centerville's hush puppies. Oh, I know. Uh, man, <laughs> you're barking up the wrong tree if you go and get Centerville's hush puppies. They got the Kathy Russell seal of approval. <laughs> yes. So. But no, I'm I'm excited, man. I really am. Really good people. Yep. Uh, that own the restaurant. We'll mention them on the radio tomorrow Make night. Make sure we They're take them a T-shirt. In- incredibly friendly. I'm so glad you said that. Yep, for sure. Because I will forget it. All right, man. Well, look, um, tomorrow when everybody's going to and fro to their games, make sure you're safe. Wear your seatbelt. There's no excuse for you not to. Um, if places ask for you to wear your mask, even though some certain restrictions have been lifted, if somebody politely asks you to put your mask on, put it on. Please do not cause a scene. It is just a high school football game. It is just a restaurant before. People own businesses. It is their prerogative to tell you what to do in those businesses. Correct. Certain schools and cities still have mandates. Tupelo. Yeah, we're still on. We still have one. Um, So they're going to Olive Branch. Olive Branch won't probably, they might have one because DeSoto Central was a hotbed. So just just look, at this time, it's not time to be an idiot. Drive safely. Be safe and root hard for your team and your coaches because right now they are working harder than they have ever worked before. That's true. Because they are starting division play and they need all the support they can get. And uh, it's a weird year, <sighs> so just just kidding. give everybody a break. That's all I got to say. Absolutely. Officials, everybody. Let me tell you something. The best officials are not calling football games this year. That's some, right. some of them have decided not to call. That's you know right. what I mean? So you have some some new ones out there. We've seen it in certain spots. So just be cool. And uh, treat others like you would want to be treated. So. Absolutely. All right, well, wrap us up, Mac. Hold on, I want to show you something. I forgot to show you these. Look at these kicks. Dude. Are those Adidas? They are my Pistol Pete edition Adidas. Shut up. When did you get these? I got them about three years ago. I've never seen them. They're awesome, right? So, like, they've Love got them. the pistol guns on the side, and... They suit you. Yeah, I th- and on the, on, the, on the tag, it says Pistol Pete. So they were when he played with the New Orleans Those Jazz. Those are actually not Pistol Pete's. They're Brian Baldwin ones. That's right. Lowe's. Yeah. <laughs> Pistol Pete passed them on to me. But they're Adidas Pro Star 2s. So Love I want to show you those. So yeah. Love them, man. I might show my kicks of the day tomorrow night to folks on the radio. For sure. For sure. From I, the heart. I might wear these. You should. I might. You should. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of satilo color. It's going to be a little chilly Point. tomorrow night. Speaking of chilly, it's season.
Yeah, that season. Yeah, it is chilly season. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, wrap us up, Chief. Sorry, uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, show these kids. It's going on. They're great. Um, folks, we appreciate you listening. Uh, you can catch us tomorrow night on the scoreboard show at 930 at 97.5 on Miss 98 on the Miss 98 app or at miss98.net. We'll have Gore with us. And we will have Adam Gore, and as Dodson. always, and Dodson with us. And Jimmy Seaside. And Jimmy Seaside. It's going to be a great time. Shout out to John Michael McBunch, who always hangs with us late. Hopefully Raymond will drop by. It's going to be a good time. We hope maybe to hear Will from Colmeyer you. come back. And maybe Will will come by again. We always get great guests. So, uh, But you can catch this uh, podcast, hopefully, on the way to the game tomorrow. Give it a listen if you got time. Uh, we will be linked through Stitcher, uh, Fireside, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Right. Did I do it right for the first time That ever? was it. Awesome. And then you can catch us, of course, on Instagram at, or on Twitter at The Happening Pod and on Instagram at Happening Pod. Brian, always a pleasure. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Let's play some football.